0: Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Mr. Joao Franco. How's it going? <laughs> What's going on with
1: you? Uh, a lot and a little bit at the same time.
0: <laughs> now, where are you? Because I mean, I literally, from my New York City apartment, can hear the birds chirping in the background.
1: Amazing. Uh, I am in Durban, in South Africa, at the moment. Um, yeah, we have a place to the side, um, my, my mom and my little sister moved here a couple of years back from Zimbabwe. So we're now, our home ground is now Durban.
0: (laughs) Wow. And where are you from? And where are you from originally in South Africa? Originally
1: from Zimbabwe, um, country above South Africa, uh, in Harare. Yeah. So I have 20 years of my life there.
0: (laughs) I've been to Zimbabwe. I, I walked that. Yeah. I've been to like South Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Botswana. Well, they, they, uh, they, they but when, exactly when the world was open, I, I was a traveler, you know? I, I,
1: <laughs> when the world was open, most of us were travelers. <laughs> I love I, I love South Africa. I love Zimbabwe. It's, it's look, great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it works in a way where because the third world countries and things have been really slow as far as uh, progression, you know, uh, evolving. It it actually has saved a lot of the wildlife and a lot of the outdoors around. You know, this, the cities have been the same size for years. And yeah, so yeah, it's been great. It's, it's an amazing life here. I mean, like so, <laughs> well, I, I have
0: been to all seven continents. I've been to Antarctica and I have to yeah. say, Africa is by far my favorite continent that, that I've ever been cool. to.
1: Yeah. Well, it's very free. I mean, it's, it's, again, I think the pleasures of life, the simplicity of it. um, If you, if you don't look hard enough to go into cities and all that kind of stuff and our backyard is full of life, you know, so it's, it's incredible.
0: Well, I was just going to say, like, did you grow up? I mean, literally, because I have, I, I know people there that will tell me like, yeah, like they're in the bathroom brushing their teeth and like a giraffe will walk by. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes we will most of us have lived that kind of life so yeah i mean, some some may take it for granted but not many do it's it's incredible and you only realize how uh, appreciative you not how you sh- appreciative you should be but how lucky you are when you go uh to europe or to america for, per se like yeah it's we are very lucky to live the life we have here Pros and cons, but most of it pros. (laughs) I mean, the animals and the wildlife are so amazing. Incredible. Yeah. I just went to, we've got a a game reserve um, not too far from here. It's about an hour and a half to two hours. And uh, yeah, my, my mates and I went, we just drive through, you know, just one of those days where you drive through, you see all the animals you experience it, and then you you just it's like a refresher. we don't say much to each other. He takes his professional photographs and then uh, yeah we head back home and then the next day we walk onto a beautiful beach so <laughs> yeah it's it's really awesome
0: do you have a favorite animal
1: uh i don't i i don't i think um close on my favorite is a hyena i i really i think they're very uh undermined they're very very clever animals and uh mischievous So uh, I can relate. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> I think that would be
0: <laughs> Well, like, when I was there and you went on the safaris, like, you get jaded after, like, a certain number of days. You're like, oh, like, I don't need to see any more zebras. Like, you, yes. like I want a male lion. Like, I want, you know, like, you just, you get... You're like, I've seen 800 hippos, like enough. Like I need the male lion. Like you really start to like. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what it is. Yeah, well, I brought some uh, clients, uh, friends of mine um, who I'd met through the yachting industry. They own big businesses in, in Florida and they came over for uh, New Year's. And it was an incredible time. Um, they, uh, but it was amazing because as soon as they got there, we got them onto these cars and I said, look, we're going to rough it because that's how we're going to go to start off with. It was beautiful. They said, yeah, yeah, no, we'll rough it. So we got them in the back of a pickup of which I don't think you're allowed to actually sit in the back of a pickup there. So that was their first time just doing that. And we take it for granted because we're like, we do that every day. Um, and then, yeah, we drove on and they saw you know antelope they saw bush pig they saw warthog they saw all these things and they were like everywhere by the time the sixth or seventh day came we got into a bus and another bunch of americans got into the bus and they were like oh check check bush pig or and my mates were like oh yeah we've seen it all you know so and that yeah they just wanted to see the last day we saw maybe 20 or 30 elephants and uh hippo and you know we went down a river It was just incredible Wow. So they went back with that experience. And uh, yeah, it was, again, incredible.
0: It's it's yeah. it's literally amazing. So yeah. how do you go? And well, how is Corona there too? Like what's going on? <laughs> I mean, like, it's cause a- I, I really don't know like what's going on in Africa.
1: You know what? None of us know, to be honest. The thing is um, it's very open. Uh, we still have a curfew of 12 a.m. You know, on on nights out, they've just they they had completely banned the sale of alcohol, and then they slowly lifted it, and then they banned it again. I think it was a money making scheme where people who knew it was coming bought a a horde load of of alcohol and then sold it for double the price. We all did it. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, and then um, yeah, they opened it up again. The I mean, now it's international flights all over the world are allowed. Um, everything's open. Um, there are a couple of small. Uh, rules still in place but otherwise it's it's really difficult for them to control because they try and control you know the city areas the suburban areas the the shopping malls but that's not where it's going to spread you know and uh, you go into more of the local towns and and the rural areas and it's chock-a-block everyone they're within a centimeter of each other you know so if I personally believe and I could be very wrong but you know African's immune systems are second to none they 're very very strong, you know, and I think that's in that case a lot of people have most likely had it and and not even realized. Um, I know a couple of mates of mine that have had it and not realized at all whatsoever so wow yeah uh, it's just one of those yeah, one of those things where it, I think it's it, dependent on yourself like if you want if you want to um I don't know, if you want to be healthy and make sure that you don't get it, then stay at home. If you don't and you're okay with you know, the potentially getting it or you know people are always wearing masks, that's a big thing. You can't, I say that, but uh, they'll wear a mask into the shop and then take it off in the shop. It's, it's just, yeah. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I think the immune systems of, of Southern Africans is, is very, very strong and there haven't been a lot of issues at all, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Cause I spoke to like Anastasia who's here now, but she was in Sri Lanka at the time. And she said like, there was nobody in Sri Lanka. There was like no
1: cases. No, we can't even say if there's no cases or not. Cause we, we just don't know. Wow. We decided to, you know, live our own lives, I guess. Not, not, uh, they'll say one or two things on the news, but you know, it's just figures that come up and what's around us and what surrounds us is what we, we look into, you know, if, they have a huge break uh, as far as friends, if one of my mates decide, or w- if my, one of my mates gets tested for it and they test positive, okay, then we'll, you know, take a step back and realize, you know, let's leave it for two weeks, let them quarantine and then come back, you know, it's it's just, it's each to their own in this place. And you, and, and you guys are letting people in, like Americans can come? Yeah. yeah. Americans. Oh. Just the, the, yeah. So if you, if you can. Interesting. Yeah. Seriously. I'm like, huh. You'd have to, you'd have to actually open your international border first. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now, so how do you go from living this life in Africa? How did you get involved in below deck?
1: Um. Well, what happened to start off with, Um. I, I ran a, a company in Zimbabwe. It was uh fairly successful um, the the country just as a whole crashed. Uh, the economy went down, and very long story short, I, I just ended up selling up. I uh, got my brother, I got my friends some courses, and then we decided to leave. do the courses actually in Durban? Then went back to Zimbabwe, and then it was just a day that I'd had enough of the entire uh, just being there. So yeah, I packed my bag and uh, left. I left from a very settled and secure. You know, environment and life to living out of a backpack for the first time so it was probably the most nerve-wracking thing I've done but yeah we got to myself and my brother left we, we got to France and um, we started working almost straight away uh, trying to try to look for work it's, it's quite a process but uh, we managed and just before I got my first job I'd been approached to do the show um, over a Facebook message um, thought it was a scam as we all do so I, I, but I entertained it i thought i'd respond and yeah i went through the process of the whole thing and got almost to the final stages and i decided to decline it um for a a, a real job to per se <laughs> uh, in yachting so myself and my brother got onto the same boat which is almost unheard of it was a great experience and we had each other and then um, about a year and a half later, I I resigned on my boat after they'd asked me a few times. I'd resigned on the boat, and I got an email the very next day asking if I want to throw my name in the hat. And I was like, "Well, this is this is just meant to be, so I'll do it. <laughs> Why wow. not? Wow. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I was, was. I guess history from there it was I left my boat the very next week. I got onto Onto the uh, show, which was probably not the best idea, because I definitely have what we call cabin fever, and I kind of lost my humane senses. <laughs> I was so used to just being in a, a confined area with people I knew, and you know, you kind of lose how you how to respect people. And yeah, it's it's, it's a very difficult industry to to grasp if you're not in it.
0: So did you, like the first time they contacted you when you turned it down, did you have any experience in yachting at that time or no? no, no?
1: None, never. No. And that's what I was probably most scared of. Um, when I f- figured out it could be a reality that I go onto the show, I thought, I know nothing. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I ended up being laughed at because I didn't end up making a fool of myself the first season. But yeah, I mean, it was good. It was such an awesome experience. So I'd never take it back.
0: Do you think, I mean, it seems like they at least always try to find someone with no experience. Cause like, there's always that one person and I've talked to other people. Like they always try to find someone it seems that like just has no experience.
1: They have this uh, combination that they look for, for sure. Um, but it's, it's not as much the combination. I think maybe, maybe the first couple of seasons, certainly not our season, but maybe the first few seasons they thought they'd need to kind of orchestrate where it goes they just figured out they don't need to it doesn't matter if you get someone experienced non-experienced something it's just some people are there for the right reasons some people are there for their own reasons it's a recipe for disaster um our when i join a boat i'm joining a boat let's say of let's say 1920 crew okay in within that uh well that amount of crew i join the closest person that has actually come onto that boat as far as time is maybe they've been on, let's say as short as six months. And then the next person up to five years. So you have that time, you basically join their gears and then you start rocking with their gears. When you get onto below deck, you have, it'll take me maybe a month to actually understand and get to know a vessel. It, you've got half a day to get to know the people you're working with and the vessel. So it is literally a recipe for disaster. It, I mean, they, the, the, the production is about six weeks. Anything longer than six weeks, people would be killing each other. <laughs> it's a very psychological, it's psychologically challenging as well.
0: What do you think are the wrong reasons people go
1: on the show? Well, it's it, not as much the wrong reasons. I think the thing is when they try and portray themselves to be someone they're not, they always get caught out and no matter what you always get caught out in the end. So, and, and also you're deceiving yourself. I think people come on and they try and be the nice guy or they try and be this way that they, they try and eventually it cracks and it, it doesn't take long. I think three, three weeks out of the six, halfway through, you can see everyone cracking that, that they haven't been real. And you know, they haven't been real. Um, I'm a fairly good judge of character when it comes to that. I think when I was having my, uh, the, like this back screen time i would always tell the the producers you know if, if they if they if they're being real i would know how to react to them because they're not you know and then eventually eventually they crack and then i'm like okay now it's on <laughs> now we can be real
0: <laughs> like certain people would just say i'm gonna be the nice guy and you could
1: just see like you're not that nice no it. it's, oh, it's all a facade you can see straight through them you know and also being the first time you don't know how it actually works so it's all new to you um obviously we had the veterans but the the deck team were all new so we didn't know we didn't know how it was going to be um and then obviously hannah hannah was on she's been there she's done it so she if she i guess if she likes the person she'll try and lead them in the right direction again it's i feel it's a facade but eventually the truth comes out so yeah did you watch Below Deck at all before you were on it? I had no. I I I was stuck in Africa. I had no idea about yachting. I had no idea about the show. Nothing. So yeah. did you we have did. any idea of like Bravo and Housewives uh, and how big all I, that I, is? I, we we have what you call DSTV here. It's like it's got like I don't know sixty channels. That's about as far as as the world we knew outside of Africa. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, when, when everyone was saying Bravo TV and what I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was a network. I didn't, When I got onto the show, I did not know what I was actually, where I was going to be shown at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. But yeah. in a way, that probably made them want you even more
1: because then you were not trying to be the uh, nice or guy or... Yeah. Well, I definitely wasn't trying to be the nice guy, (laughs) but I I did learn that's the whole, that's the whole thing I keep telling them as well. And they keep telling me, I, you know, when I spoke to them right at the end, I'm like, you know, actually come to think of it, I'm going to look like an absolute asshole. (laughs) And they're like, no, you'll be fine. You were real. And that's what matters. And I'm like, okay, after the first couple of, after the first two episodes, I think I'm like, no, this is not that bad. And I just got grilled on social media. like I can't even explain. I was like, what is going on? I thought I wasn't that bad, but I'm so used to my own character, I guess. So that, you know, I was like, it wasn't bad, but I was also, I was there. So as far as what I could remember, it wasn't that bad. And then when I start getting a lot of negative comments, you kind of take a step back and think, am I actually that bad? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you figure yourself out. so yeah. And
0: and that happened right away, like season three, right when you started the first two episodes, you started getting slammed on yeah. social media. Yeah.
1: Slammed. I think no, the first one wasn't too bad. Um, and I think the second one was, as Jezebob came out, that was it. Game over. <laughs> but it's also, again, with people who don't understand the industry, I'll give you an example. There's one point where I was explaining to Jamie the colors of the shackles of the, the anchor that goes out. So we have five colors, and it's, it's, the acronym is rub, well, rub your balls with grease. So you could remember the colors red, yellow, blue, white, green. And... I was. They were like, "You're such a sexist. How can you, how dare you use that in front of women and what?" And I was like, This that's the industry. I'm not. You know what I mean? So I couldn't explain it. You know. But uh, I, that's when I started figuring out. Okay, I'm just gonna. I have to roll with the punches. I can see what's coming through. Um, you know, take the positive out, leave the negative, and yeah, move on. So yeah it was it was an experience to say the least
0: <laughs> so now what happens like you know being in Africa working then like you've never were you shocked at like social media like did you just brush oh, yeah. it off or like did you and yeah, did you and let there,
1: it get to you there were there were some points for sure um I think you know when I'd had the hard time with Brooke and we'd been separated for quite a while um I was on a boat, and there was no real there was no real um plan of when we may see each other again I think at that stage that's when it hit me the most like I was getting geez I was getting some serious when I said that statement to to um to Hannah uh, on my night (laughs) out, don't even know if I can repeat it but uh when I said that I was probably the most hated person for a night on American TV <laughs> and on social media. So that, that definitely got to me. And I, you know what? I'm a very, I think I'm a very strong, I have a strong personality. I'm, I'm thick skinned, you know? And I thought if that could get to me, someone who's a lot more vulnerable uh, as far as, you know, criticism that they don't take it right. They, they, they don't have a hard, hard time, you know, because it, it actually, there was a stage, I think for the, one week after that episode I was in a bad place and uh, I can't say that I've ever shown ever been in a bad place except I think when I I cracked on below deck because I had never been in a position like like again in Zimbabwe I'd never show that side you know so eventually when I cracked on below deck I was like to the producers after I was like what are you guys doing to me (laughs) this is not me I don't crack you know and they were they were saying things like you know but what you've gone through is just not right. And I'm like, no, it's, it's the way of life. That's, that's how we live, you know? And she, then, you know, I won't mention their names, but the lady was like, no, Joanne, what, you, what you've gone through is not okay. It's not okay. You know? And then I think that's the realization. I was like, okay, no, it, it's not okay. Watching myself back, watching myself explain things, getting uh, social media comments from a lot of people. Um, I think it turned a little bit to say, you know what? He is real. He wants to be nice. Uh, he is, under underlyingly a good person. He's just, you know, being misled and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, again, it's, yeah, the social media, everything. When I left, when I, when I got to the States for the first time, the very first person I met was a lady behind, um, uh, the desk at a hotel And she like almost screamed and then kind of came around and took my photo. And I was like, what is going on? This is, this is insane, you know, because we, I'm in Europe, although in the yachting industry, firstly, we're on a boat, so you don't see much, but coming through and then walking through and then a lot of people like, oh my God, can we take a photo? And I was like, is this actually what it's about? Because I didn't know how big it was. And all the, the, the uh, producers and stuff said, you need to go to America and you need to experience it while the show is on because it is an experience. And that's exactly what I did. And yeah, social media opened up to me. Uh, people's livelihoods, people, the way people are very, very um, committed to their reality TV. I'm, I'm impressed, to be honest. It's a commitment. Do you have reality TV at all in Africa? Now we only get a couple of shows. You'll get like The Bachelor or you know Survivor things like that, but it's not as big here as you know the states. It's insane. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Is, is that a monkey I hear in the background?
1: That is a bird called a, a hardy dog. Wow. They are like they are like the rats of this place. It's oh my god! Everywhere. they're really big with a really
0: long beak. I was like, it's I don't know. It sounded like a monkey. Um, (laughs) so, right. So you, so you like film the show and you don't expect any of that. And then the producer said, no, you, you need to go. So you literally just took yourself to the States and just got
1: off the, and this woman freaked out at the hotel. And that was the first. That was what I realized as well, not to take so much from social media to heart because when you work it out, I think I literally worked it out where it's like 0.003% of the viewers are actually commenting you know not not as far as followers or but 0.003 percent of the people are commenting the other people i mean i wouldn't personally because i'm again i've been on reality tv i might do but i wouldn't personally reach out to someone on a reality tv show to criticize them I, i i don't think many people are like that but there are the people that are Um, I do appreciate the constructive criticism, that's absolutely fair, but it's not something I would be like, oh, I've just watched the show, let me go and now write something, you know, on their social media to criticize them. I don't know what they do it for, um, but for whatever reason, I realized afterwards and and being at the States, everyone's like, no, you are great, you're not that bad, and people don't look at you like that. But the social media definitely defines a different picture, so... It is,
0: it is strange. In my experience, it's like, if you really, I mean, I don't know how you worked out that percentage, but I've looked at like, it's the same, it's not the same group of people, but it is, it's like there's certain people that will go on like 800 Bravo accounts and tell everyone all the things they hate about them. So I don't know what type of life that is, but that's it. existence.
1: Yeah. But then you get the people, like I had a, a friend of mine on a boat and he's like, he'd just seen a couple of episodes of mine. He's like, who's this guy that, that's against you? You um, made a fake account on on Twitter and he just started going for him on Twitter. That was his fun, you know? Sometimes right. it's not right? You know, sometimes you're, you're, you're I, I, I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. But people do, for whatever reason they do it, you have to get, you have to break away from the social media side for sure. And then you have to go and figure out, you know, what life is actually about after being on the show and stuff. And I've used it to my advantage. Um, you know, I, I, after the second season, I was still myself. A lot of people may say, uh, you, you know, you watched your first season and now you came to be a different person, like deliberately. That's absolutely not true. I, I couldn't. And again, I go back to the point where even if I did, I would have cracked after three weeks or four weeks and you would have seen the true colors, you know? Um, so yeah, I've used it to my advantage in, uh, progressing in my career and, uh, and it's, and using the platform to do good where I can as well. And what did you do with the social media after
0: like that week with Hannah, like all the, like you just then eventually just learn, like, just ignore this. I
1: mean, that's not easy for everyone. All you have to understand is that the only thing that links you to the comments are the physical phone in your hand and that's it. So you put your phone away. You don't see it. There's, you know, you spend less time on the phone. It's literally this piece of, you know, equipment that is bringing the negativity to me. Just leave the equipment aside, and you you never see it. Yeah, totally. I'm not going to like block. uh, Obviously, there's some some really bad (laughs) comments where you like. I'm I'm a blocking king, by the way. I'm just like everything. Anyone who reaches out, like private messages, we get the most insane things. You just block them. It's it's yeah. (laughs)
0: i'm sure no i'm like all for the block button too i'm just like wait like you're coming on my page and you're bringing negativity (laughs) like i don't understand like now you're just blocked like i don't don't get it
1: oh look at this guy blocking all the comments that he doesn't want to see guess what block (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) so on that note what are some of the strange direct Uh, messages that
1: you've received well i'll give you an example i got a um I I posted a a story of of the monkeys, um, you know, playing with my dog yesterday. And I got one, uh, what do you say? A guy, he was like, um, I can't get, I can't get past the vision of, in between your thighs (laughs) because it just shows like a little i was like oh my gosh flattering but (laughs) you didn't get blocked by the way he was i left it (laughs) um and then you get off the the most raunchiest of things and a lot of it's all fake like they try and get catch you in um i don't know they might send you something they, they might ask for something to be sent. A lot of people fall for that. And then they were like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to send this to your fiance or your wife, unless you pay me money. And then people are hooked on that, you know? So it's, it's all, it's, it's it like every time I post a picture, I lose followers and then I start gaining them because there's a lot of fake accounts that, you know, work on algorithms and work on all that. Yeah. So I don't take too much from social media at all, but where I can help, um, where we did the Bahamas relief. I think in two weeks I managed to raise over 600,000 us dollars and I'm not even American, you know, and that was just with a few posts and people linking up. It was one of the hardest things to, to be honest, to do. I was, I was so drawn out with doing my job and then trying to, you know, sift through hundreds and hundreds of messages to try and get people together to, to actually help. And it worked. And I was, I was, very proud of myself to say that you know we'd made a plan. And I think that's the only reason, the only advantage I see of social media at the moment, unless it's for an advertising thing or marketing. Yeah. Right.
0: Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing... You guys, five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo liberties to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even getting into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to better help. I love better help because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey?
0: (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
0: And then what? Like, just as far as that, people will reach out to you and ask you to send certain things. I assume uh, you're talking about like a dick pic. I assume.
1: Uh, absolutely. I think. I think between us all, I have. I have never received a dick pic, but I think Colin has. <laughs> really, that doesn't <laughs> shock me. No, it doesn't shock. You. Well, I mean, I think he was shocked. To be honest, he was uh, <laughs> beside himself. But uh, we had a group. uh, So we made a group of all the deck guys and uh, myself, Jack, Travis and Colin. And um, I think I don't know who it was because Jack and Travis were new to it. And they would send a screenshot of something like, "Is this chick? Let's look at the stuff that I'm getting." And we're like, "Yeah, don't worry." And we'd send the screenshot of the exact same thing back to him, like, "Mate, you're not alone. Don't think you don't think you're the one here." You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just some of it is horrendous. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm flabbergasted most of the time.
0: If has anyone but, tried to like you said, like blackmail you, like try to get something from you to then say. I'm going to put this out to the media
1: I had One situation and it was very early uh, in the time, not, not as far as naked pictures or anything, but this lady reached out and she was, she had said that she was a, a counselor for uh, kids and, you know, she enjoyed the path that I was, I was, you know, moving towards. And, and I had got to, ch- I sent her a message and I was like, you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Got to chatting slightly, and then uh, got to chatting a bit more. And I kind of opened myself about a few things that were going on in my relationship at the time, and nothing, nothing big, you know. But um, I just, I, I think, I think she lured me in with the whole, you know, she's a counselor thing, and yeah. kind of, you no, know, but not, not, not in a big way. She didn't, she like kind of drew it out of me, anyway. It escalated very quickly because after speaking to her, the next day I I hadn't had my phone. My phone was off and I had got messages from her saying, what is going on? Why aren't you talking to me? You know, I, I deal with celebrities all the time. I'm literally having dinner with Chris Hemsworth, tonight and this is how you want to treat me I'm like hold up (laughs) what has just happened I don't I don't even know what's just happened and uh yeah it got to a point where like I was like listen I don't know what your story is but I think this whole conversation should just stop now because I'm confused there was definitely a form of something I don't know a little bit loopy in some way and I was like okay two days later she now sends messages to my she was my girlfriend there now fiance but Sends messages to her saying, by the way, Joao this, Joao said this, Joao said, and, and it was all very, it wasn't specific stuff, but she'd managed to make it sound like I had this deep emotional connection with her. So now I had to dig myself out of that hole because now my girlfriend didn't want to talk to me at all. Um, so I I gave her a call and I was like, what's going on? She's like, listen, who is this chick? I said, hold on. Can I just hold on? Let me screenshot and send you every single message that was sent between us. And I did, I sent it to her and about a couple of hours later, she gets, she's like, okay, this chick is crazy. I'm like, yes, she's crazy. She looks her up on, I don't know, you guys have a a website where you can see if anyone's had felonies or I don't know. And she's like, yeah. this chick has got like three felonies. She's hold on. I was like, Oh gosh. that also was a, an opening thing. What uh, that opened me up to, to realize that you cannot, Trust anyone or cannot you know you you can't open up to strangers at all and yeah so definitely from a step back and I I had no intention of anything I just thought you know nice person to talk to and that backfired dramatically so
0: (laughs) see this is the thing like I am like when you're from New York City you just start at like I don't trust you and I I mean like I'll engage with people I I I will but. I do have a thing where I'm like, anything I say to you, I just assume you're going to try to blackmail me at some point.
1: There you go. Like, well, I, I, this just, a, I is just what I assume. And and with our account, accounts, we can see like the majority, I think it's like 99% of the viewers or anyone on my social media is from New York. So you got to, I, I figured out how to deal with it. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, really? You have like 99% of people are from New York City? Yeah. Wow. And, and
1: like 0.01 from Zimbabwe. That's because we're such a small country country like i think the whole of zimbabwe is about the size of new york so <laughs> interesting yeah interesting so and, and when all, I think, sorry I, I no, think no, no. The reason that is is again reality tv is really big but within the city life um especially on our show you know a lot of people uh, i would call it a concrete jungle where they escape in a sense to see the beautiful views you know of what below deck shows and you know escape their own reality for a second, not saying that the reality is terrible in any way, but they escape to see what, what else is out there, you know? So that's, that's big for us. So that's interesting. So when you got on the show and you
0: started filming, you know, like you said, like you, you were new. So like you, you weren't aware, like, when did you become aware of like, like you said, like the producers and like, Oh, like I see how like you might be like, you know, Almost like That's how it's going to be yeah. edited. Like, when were you aware yeah. of that, or were you not aware of it? Or
1: were you just like, "I'm here to do a job"? I was never aware of it on the show. No, I, I think they appreciated that the most about me because a lot of people were questioning them as, "Okay, should I be like this?" Should I? And they're like, "Just be yourself." Um, okay, I don't. You know, it's, it's. There were a lot of questions from other people, and I just rolled. I didn't. I didn't question anything. I didn't question the productivity of, of, you know, nothing. Um, There were some times when, you know, a little bit behind the scenes thing. um, We were at a dinner and it it got to fairly late and we had just had a day out. It was the day we'd gone off on, on the yacht to a place for lunch. And it was an incredible day. I I didn't for one second, take anything that production did for us for granted, Uh, regardless of what they were getting out of it. It was, you know, and we were there until about 9pm and the logistics of the show is really incredible. Like they, I mean, we were about two and a half hours away. We had to get back on the boat. It was 9pm. The, 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 um catamaran had to take us back. They also have to be on another boat to follow us. So it was taking time and Hannah turned to the production team and she was like, what is going on? We need to go now. I'm tired. I've got a day to do tomorrow. And I was like, listen, how on earth do you you not think that they want to leave too? Obviously they're trying to do whatever they can to get out of here, give them a break. You know, anyway, that escalated as you can imagine. (laughs) Um, So that was me. Like she'd been there and she'd seen it all before. And sometimes you, you forget how much they do for you as well. And I was, you know, even to this day, I've got strong connections with most of the, the production team because I accepted everything that they threw out. It was never, a, a, I was only, there was maybe a a point where when I realized how bad I looked, I was slightly disappointed and said, like, you kind of deceived me on on wh- how I would look, you know? But the, the, the end result is that I was, they said that you were real. And a lot of the time they don't even know how the audience is going to take it you know they have this idea of how it's going to happen they have a group of people that that do select episodes so when you put their ideas with the next person's ideas and the next person's it comes out in a way that first of all it is authentic and it's it's a way where you just don't know what the audience are going to pick up on there's some like i mean the the coffee dispenser it's got like a little plaque on the on the side of the, the wall and they've got like little coffee discs that you put into the, the espresso machine. Hundreds and hundreds of comments. What is that? Like of the whole episode, that is the only thing you picked up on, you know? So you never know. You never know what they'll pick on. And um, yeah, they reassured me afterwards, you know, that yeah, you, overall your character will be seen. It's not just one episode. It's up and down all the way through. And, and that's what I got. I, I got a good response in a sense where, you know, there was a lot of negative, but there was a lot of negative that I had to fix. So I wasn't, I wasn't entirely upset with it. Yeah.
0: And you had that conversation like afterwards when you then watched, you know, you film it, After you the leave the
1: episode boat. Episode, yeah. When I, yeah, once things started getting together and I'm like, hold on, you said I did great. I clearly didn't do great. And they're like, yeah, but you have done great. You don't realize it. Don't, don't take to social media. Understand if you go to America and see it, then you'll understand that you're okay. Sorry, now,
0: I love hearing the birds I mean I'm like that's like <laughs> trust me that's like the birds can make as much noise as they want but okay. that's nice I mean at least they get back to you and you know like so how does that work like were you shocked when like a Hannah is like yelling at producers because like for you you're you're probably like this isn't even our job like I didn't know we were allowed to do that right
1: Sorry, you broke up there? Oh, Sorry. no.
0: Well, no, I was saying like, you know, like when Hannah's like yelling at producers, but, are you mm-hmm. just like, oh, I didn't even realize that was a thing? Because you would probably yeah, think yeah. that's not part but, of the job. It's
1: no, it, Absolutely. I think a lot of people lose respect as far as cast members, and I can't speak for everyone. A lot of people lose respect for the amount of work that the producers and stuff do. Uh, and not everyone. I think the majority of people do appreciate it. As far as the... the the jobs I've been on, uh, the the seasons I've been on, eighty percent of the the crew or the cast slash crew appreciate the work that the production team have done. Um, there are a few that that don't, and you end up realizing that you know they they are we kind of work for them because we've been paid by them to produce to 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 be on a show that they produce. Um, myself and Colin went to BravoCon. And we sat, so the the lady that that she was orchestrating, like our group of guys and everything, um, she said, could you be here? I think it was 9 p.m. Could you be here at like five to nine so that we can get everything together? Five to nine on the dot, myself and Colin was standing there. Colin says to me, dude, are we, where are we? And I'm like, we are so out of place right now because everyone else, as far as their reality TV show, I almost paid not to listen, you know, like almost paid to like, and we're yachties. So five to nine, we were there five to nine. It took them another hour. It's like herding cats. They were rounding up all the guys from every single show. There were 90 of us, you know, and uh, it was just so funny to see because we thought, you know, we're, we, we're just, we're behaving and everyone else, they're paid not to behave. So <laughs> yeah, different, different environment for us for sure. <laughs> this is that
0: watch what happens, right? That watch yeah. what happens. Yeah. Thing, yeah. I was, was there. A- there was yes. everyone. Right. So I think uh, Colin told me this story too, I think like that you guys were
1: on time and I mean, there was a lot of people and yeah, everyone just. The thing that sticks out to us. We're like, we, we just realized how out of place we felt because everyone else had their own thing going, you know? Uh, they all knew each other. I was impressed when a lot of people knew who I was. And again, respectfully, you know, I, I don't watch reality TV shows. So any shows for that matter. And when they knew who I was, I felt, you know, grateful for it. I was very appreciative that they they do. And I felt terrible that I didn't, I didn't know anyone. So <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah.
0: what was I going to say? So Going back to below deck just for a second. So Hannah, so like when Hannah was getting upset with the producers, like she's one that I assume just kind of does her own thing. Like she didn't really. I assume she doesn't respect the producers as much as you. Is what I'm saying.
1: Look, I can't say behind the scenes, you know, how much she does or doesn't. Um, I don't know, but from what I could see, I think it's also just the being comfortable in you know, okay, I've been, I've done three seasons. I'm obviously going to do the next one or that kind of feeling, you know. Um, obviously not to mention names, but you'd be surprised. There's people that you wouldn't really think would give the producers as much crap. And it is incredible. Sometimes you're like, dude, I don't even want to be on this boat for that. You know, it's insane. Um, and they they do, they work so hard to get, you know, to make us feel comfortable as well as to get the show running. It's, it's a huge, it, you know, the budget for it is, a substantial amount because they have to technically charter a boat for months before charter the boat for the six weeks and then charter it for after we leave to, to take everything down again. So it's, and it's an an incredible expense. It's not like we're at a table, uh, having a dinner every time, you know, at a a local restaurant or something it's literally on the water and uh, yeah, they've got a lot to deal with. So when you see people losing their shit with, you know the producers and and cameramen or something you know if you tell the camera don't record me now you're like well that's what we kind of signed up for so you can't do that you know but people do so yeah it's, it's it's it was definitely an eye-opener and i think i say the producers definitely respected me for the fact that i, I i've never come from a place where i could re- disrespect anyone you know uh, as far as as far as them doing their job you know and as production and stuff and it was an eye opener for me, even just being in New York and seeing how people are sometimes the animosity in some places you know the the grudges they have with coworkers and yeah i i don 't know it's just it's not it doesn't happen here
0: and you don't want to mention names of who was inappropriate <laughs> to producers I't. can uh, <laughs> okay well let me rephrase the question how was captain <laughs> how was captain sandy to producers I, I
1: love how you just what you just throw that one in eh? Is that where you <laughs> i'm going <laughs> um yeah no she's she, look again i can't i don't know the i don't know the the background of it i can't tell you how they are you know behind closed doors because i don't know um for captain sandy it it can be very frustrating because a she is responsible for the vessel. Okay. B, she's responsible for lives. And at the same time, she's responsible for being there as part of a show. So with those three responsibilities is, it's an an incredible amount of responsibility. Um, There are, you know, mistakes that I've done, you know, that they show on, on, on television. And there are mistakes that she may have done that they don't show out of respect and appreciation for her, her, qualifications her position and that again is is something that you know we we all have to like as cast members sometimes like well why did why did you show me doing that but you didn't show that person doing that part which i feel was much worse well they there it's the integrity you know so we have to respect that as well um yeah everyone has has a meltdown sandy has meltdowns you know um i i've never had a meltdown on the show because i know what's going on but um you know everyone as far as the veterans, I think they've definitely had meltdowns. Um, they, they've seen the show, they come back the next time and they're like, well, I know what you did last time, so I'm going to try and avoid that, which never works because by avoiding that, you're doing something else, you know? Do yeah. you
0: think that the veterans like Sandy and Hannah get like a favorable edit, like a better edit?
1: N- no, I don't. Um, I think as far as I mean, if it's part of the storyline and they can get it, in, they will. But it's very difficult. they I mean, our season, our fourth season, we thought, uh, including the producers, thought it wouldn't be as as um, as good as the third season that we did. And for reason being, there wasn't there wasn't really a storyline to follow. Um, and then after they started, you know, putting it all together, they they realised there wasn't one storyline. There was fifty storylines. So now they have to try and piece that together to make it all make sense within the 40 minutes that they have to air where I think it works out. I think they cut 350 hours of, of screen time to 40 minutes. How much do you lose in that, you know, per episode? So yeah, it's, it's an incredible task that they have going and that's why they will say, you know, something they can only show the explosive parts. Um, they don't show how it led to that, which that's, I think that was my biggest concern in the beginning. I'm like, hold on, you're showing me absolutely losing my shit with someone, but you didn't see where it started. And they started it. And I was like a kid. I was like, they started it. Why aren't you showing it? <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't, it's, it's just too much. There's too much to show, you know? And sometimes I think, you know, what if they, what if they bought more episode time so that they could make it longer? And they they made ours. I think it was the longest season, eighteen episodes at the time. They had to because there was just so much going on, you know. But I think I think as far as the fourth this our last season, it was I, It was incredible. Yes, we had our ups and downs, but the the team we had, the the characters, the, the various and diverse personalities, it was it was good fun. Yeah. And you guys really
0: thought season four wouldn't be as good as season three?
1: None, none of us thought. Wow. Did. Thought it was it was going to be a bit of a flop because. Nobody could follow anyone. Um, and then they started digging into it and realizing, hold on. Like, for example, Mila licking the, the meat. It was it was absolutely by chance that someone, so what they do is after someone just goes there with like a fine hair comb just to see if they've missed anything. And apparently the guy was like, hold on. And he reversed and he was like, and he did it again. It's like, so he called someone, did she just lick the meat? <laughs> They're like, yes, production stop. Let's change this. We've got to throw this in because it's there, you know? So, yeah, um, they thought that it wasn't going to be great and it turned out to be awesome, I think. Interesting. And do you think, okay, do
0: you think like just because they're veterans like Sandy and Hannah, like do you think that they, so they don't get favorable edit, but do you think that they, because they know what they're doing, do you yes, think they, they then that. become like, I guess, fake, like they're trying to act a certain way knowing? <laughs>
1: It's, it it almost comes um, without question. You know, Um, I think for Sandy, it's, it's very noticeable uh, a lot of the times, but it is, and and I respect her. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot of the times it's just the pressure of it. You know, she has got that pressure of being, having to be responsible for everything. So she's trying her level best to satisfy everyone and that comes with a change of personality every now and then or a change of what you would genuinely do. And when you do that, you kind of lose the direction of where you're going, you know, um, I, Hannah. Yeah. There was definitely times where Hannah would say something to her her car, the, the girls saying, yeah, well, if you, if you like Brooke, if you get with Joie, you're going to look like an asshole, so let's do this and Brooke didn't listen and then she didn't like Brooke. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where it goes. Um, but then at the same time, I think, Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this below deck season goes. Yes, they've got someone new. um, But if you don't have a veteran there, nobody knows how to go about anything. You know, there's no, no one to follow per se, as far as the routine of the show. So yeah, I think they do need someone other than the captain to be on the show that has been there before, but otherwise, yeah, uh, people, I felt sometimes in my case, like, should I be doing this? And then I would go back and say, no, I need to be real. I need to do what I need to do because, you know, sometimes I would want to lose my shit with Jack. And, I mean, I can't even explain. I was boiling inside and I thought, okay, do I, do I lose it because I, I want to and I want to show everyone that I'm going to lose it? Or do I know, I, should I do what I know I should do in the position I'm in? And I took option two because that's, you know, I am a yachtie and I did want to progress in my career. Um, and I did want to show that I could be a leader. And it showed. And that was, that was the best part. Jack and I are good friends. Um, uh, Travis and I always talk. And at the previous season, besides Colin and uh, of fairly recently, Jamie, I don't speak to anyone, you know. So yeah. you speak to Colin... I speak. I speak to Colin very regularly. I speak to Jamie from the first season, the Deccan, who I think everyone thought you know we'd never chat, but she's she's very she's real. You know she's she she was real. She was quiet, and it didn't it didn't help her as far as the TV side. But you know she came out clean and unscathed. So it's yeah, it was great. Um, I got I met her afterwards for a while, and you know we got to chatting, and she's yeah, I talk to her every now and then. Uh, I don't talk to anyone else. No, no one. <laughs> you don't speak to Captain Sandy? Um, every now and then. I think we've we've kind of split our ways a little bit. Uh, she's busy. Um, you know, there were a couple of things that were said after the season that I wasn't too happy about because, again, it, 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 it takes me to the point where, like, you were there. You saw what happened. Now, when social media comes out and says things like, "Oh, well, you're favoring Joao. Oh, well, you're doing this," and then she kind of catches on to that and then repeats it. it, it like it's like, but you don't feel that way, so why are you saying it? You know? So I've got I've got a I've got a huge issue with people not being real for sure. Like, I, if if you're gonna be like that, then bygones. It, that's okay, you know. And she again, she reached out to me not so long ago, and she, she was very sweet, and I appreciate her for helping me out, and I appreciate everything. I mean, we had a, a fantastic time together. Absolutely. Like even after the season um, it's, it's difficult to tell whether someone is doing something for you or someone is doing something for them um, by helping someone in their career. Is it boosting my career? Yes, it is. And I appreciate that. But is it boosting your career too? Um, you know, so you just, you never known again, we go back to the point where you said anyone, I, I believe everyone, Like, I have no trust, and then I'll gain that trust, and I'm still a little bit skeptical. Whereas, when I went in, you know, the first time, I laid trust all the way through, and then you get burnt. So, you just kind of take a step back and, and realize, you know, there were times where. She would she would say you know she really misses me and she loves me and you know we've had a great time and you know I'm always here for you and then there are times when she says okay but we we're just friends we're not we're not I'm i we're associates you're not like one of my friends I'm like okay but that makes no sense like where are we you know so so that's why I just said you know I take a step back and I I I will understand that yes we are associates yes we you did help me yes I appreciate that but at the same time you have your career to follow and I have mine. So I think a, a, a big thing was at the Bravo Con when everyone cheered me for being a captain, she definitely helped me in that and she got me to that point. And I had mentioned that I was not at the, the status level of Captain Lee as far as qualifications or Captain Sandy. I've still got now maybe a year and a half to be able to become a captain of the show, for example. Um, and I think when I'd said that she, she is, she's very, she's very open. She speaks her mind straight away. Uh, you know? So, so she says something about, yes, but it's not about you having your qualifications. It's about you, you need experience. You need to get on the water. You're not even close. And I thought, okay, just let me enjoy my moment, you know, with everyone. Let me enjoy my moment. And then, and then we can talk about it. You've told me this already. Nobody wants to hear it now, you know? So yeah, there were a couple of issues there and not, not issues as such, but it just made me realize from everyone except Colin, you know, take a step back and and just just settle with with who's around me rather than trying to reach out to people that that are far off. You know,
0: and that's because yeah. I was at BravoCon the whole weekend, but you know there was a lot of counter programming, so you couldn't go to everything. So I wasn't yeah, at yeah. that. So that's what she said. Like the audience and everyone was thrilled that you're a captain, and she said yes. something like, "But you're not qualified
1: to be a captain on a below deck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not. You're not. You're not that captain. You're a captain, but you're." you've got a small ticket captain, you know? So I think with her, she, she has, she's done a lot of time, um, as, uh, in, in, in yachting. Uh, I think it's, uh, geez, I don't even know, but she spent a lot of time in, in yachting and people find it hard to understand that I've spent a little time in yachting and I've progressed. Um, and again, with respect to Sandy, getting me a position on a boat, I really appreciate it. And it worked out really well. Um, it's not to say that I wasn't going to do that anyway, you know, because I was looking for that in the first place. So, um, again, I appreciate it, but my, my goal was to get to that point anyway. And as, as best and as quick as I could relative to the experience I had. So now I have finished my, my tickets. I mean, this year we can all pretend like it almost never happened, but if I get my last qualification that I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting for paperwork. Um, if I get it by the end of this year, then I'll be qualified to, to um, almost captain a boat of that size, but with no experience. So I'll go out, get some experience, and then you never know. (laughs) We might see
0: you on Below Deck as a captain, yes. Um, Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you, like, how do you think, because Captain Sandy, right at the end of season four, we saw that she helped you get a captain's job. How do you think that was, because you alluded to this, like, how do you think that was, like, self-serving? Like, how do you think that was for her?
1: Well, it's because... By helping me, she she shows that she cares. She shows that she's a caring captain and she's a mentor, and she wants you know someone else's uh, career to grow, which is very true. Um, and by showing that, she gets a lot of you know recognition and, and self. Well, she gets a lot of um, affection per se by you know compassion, but from people outside of the industry to say you know she's doing a great job. She's helping people, uh, you know, and she, I know that she does, but it it will always be a question as for why, you know? Um, And, and it wasn't, it's, I just, again, I think I'm, I I get very sensitive in the sense where if I'm burnt just a little bit, I take it to heart very quickly. And then I'm like, okay, if that's how it's going to be, then I'll backpedal and then we'll see from there. Yeah. Well, do you think she would have helped you get a
0: captain's job if it wasn't, Quote, unquote, seen on TV, yes.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know her outside of TV on, on a boat, so I can't say. And, you know, I would like to believe that she would. I would like to believe that she, you know, I've, I've, it's, I have employed someone, an engineer, who actually worked with Captain Sandy before. So it was, it was interesting because I, as a captain, um, you know, I think there, there was like 10 years difference of when they worked with each other. And I was very proud to tell the gentleman that, you know, I I was working with Captain Sandy and his response was, yeah, she was she's great. Like she, she was an awesome captain. And he's like, yeah, but when she loses her shit, <laughs> I was like, yeah, OK, cool. I, I've never worked with her as far as outside of the show, so I can't say. Um, but if I were to go based on how I feel about her on the show, I do think she would help out, you know. Uh, after the first season, we did spend a lot of free time, you know, when I was in New York, we'd link up, we went to Boston, uh, watched the Eagles Patriots game together. It was, it was really nice. And that's why I think after the second season, I don't know what, what changed it in in a sense. Um, but that's when I just thought, you know, rather than anything else, just take a step back and yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm again, if she reaches out and she wants to make a plan, I'm absolutely there for it um otherwise i've got a career to to pursue so yeah and you saw her lose her
0: shit on the show a lot
1: which wasn't yeah, necessarily seen. I've seen her lose her shit, i mean she does again it's 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 such a, a roller coaster ride the show as a whole everyone does you know um it's whether you can maintain or not a, a lot of the time when things don't go your way in any person's you know life they they if it's on TV, you can't backpedal. There's no backpedaling, you know, because it's it's there, it's done. And then you're like, okay, how do I fix this? By then, it's too late, and you, you're basically digging your grave bigger, and you end up falling in it, and then you don't know how to get out of it. So yeah, it's just it's a matter of I don't know, just yeah, it's it's a roller coaster ride. So people who lose their shit, sometimes you know you lose your shit, and then you throw something as far as a sentence about production, and they can't use it, and they're like. Now we can't use it because you're talking about production or, you know, so people are clever in what they do too.
0: Well, that's yeah. the whole, cause you, you don't watch the housewives, but that was a whole thing on the Beverly Hills housewives this past season where you say like, Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. And then they can't I, use it.
1: I see. I just see memes on that.
0: <laughs> I was, well, that's, wondering. well, that's what it is. So you said that that's what happens on below
1: deck too. Like someone will say yeah, like production. It's not free for me, but I think again, with the veterans who know what's going on, that's that it can happen you know so yeah you just like break
0: the fourth wall and talk to production and then they can't it's over
1: you're like oh well now that that's scrapped you know um i think even with this last season um with people sinking each other throwing each other under the bridge i think bravo had to get involved and say listen guys if you keep Posting stuff about an episode that hasn't come out yet, you'll be fined because you have a contract, you know? So that's when everyone like put the brakes on, they're like, oh, okay, we can't be doing that. So <laughs> you're talking about the past season with like Malia and Hannah. Yes, yes. yes.
0: What did you think of all that? I mean, did Captain Sandy, did he, Malia handle herself correctly? Did Captain Sandy, it, did Hannah know, it, deserve
1: it, to be fired? Uh, That's a good question. <laughs> I think. You know what? To be honest, I don't think Hannah deserves to be fired for what she got fired for. Um, it's not my position. Everyone has their own way of dealing with things. Um, it can be a buildup. Uh, you know, we only see a certain... And me having been there, I've seen that you only see a glimpse of something. So there might have been a lot of, you know, let's say head bashing between... Hannah and Sandy that we don't see that just led to the point where she had a last straw, you know, um, when it comes to maritime law, when it comes to all that kind of stuff there, there are still discrepancies as to whether she had to be vital, you know? Um, so it's, it's a matter of choice. The thing is it's on TV, you know, it, it, on, on real boats and big boats, you can do absolutely nothing. The captain will say, "Sorry, pack your bags. See you tomorrow." Uh, well, sorry, leave. Sorry, and uh, and the the guy or the lady would be like, "For what? It is, doesn't matter. Your time's up. Pack your bags and go." So it's it's that's how the yachting industry is now trying to portray that to people who don't understand the yachting industry, and then you know they have a lot of criticism towards it because their their industry, you know, on land is very different to yachting um so yeah i i think there's a lot of ways that it could have been handled um i definitely think on on Malia's side it, she and i think she also agreed at some stage that she did go to sandy for too much um she did go and tell her more than that, that was needed you know and with with sandy wanting to help out a lady to get you know up to a captain's position um and her having her past and previous experiences maybe with being put down or let down by, by gentlemen on a, on a a boat, you know, she, she did not hesitate to jump in immediately. Whereas, you know, she could have maybe done it more diplomatically. So yeah, I, I I didn't watch the entire season. I watched up until just before Hannah got fired. Um, I think, I think with Kiko, I, I don't think he should have left again. You don't know how far into the, the, the whole story we know. Um, but I, I got a chance to actually watch the season and know that I've been on it before. So you, you, I, I was a spectator for a change. And it was interesting because then you actually see how people see it when you know that it's sometimes not that way. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, to be honest. So you don't think Chef Kiko should have been fired either? No, I don't think so. I mean, it is, it, if you as far as watching the couple, a couple of episodes after that, so Chef Kiko gets fired, but didn't really have any help. Whereas then um, Malia's boyfriend comes in Tom. and he has a lot of help, you know? So it's the same, pers- same thing as, you know, when Anastasia w- took over and I I had, didn't have an issue with her, but that my, my advice or my judgment on something, my opinion comes off very strong because that's just how I am. And I, you know, for her to have been saying, you know, I've taken on the position and there were times before that I'm like, I don't think she should have because it's, it's a lot of responsibility. But at the same time, I saw what was going to happen in the sense, okay, so you hire someone else and then you don't fulfill your position as the chef, then who gets fired? Because it's not, it's not, and in this case, you know, it's not the third stew's fault that you couldn't do the job and then you have to. So it's a very, it's a tricky situation. Um, but she got a lot of help, uh, from all of us, which, uh, took someone from the deck team off of the deck. So you kind of, you, you're building that all up. So each story has its own thing. Each, each situation, depending on what Sandy wants to do, if she wants someone to help him out, they do. But then that means that the other guy didn't get the same chance, you know? So watching it from my side was interesting. Um, I, I mean, I spoke to Colin, I wish. That whole conversation was recorded because we were like two i can't even explain we were just like two geese just bickering on the phone, like, "How did they do that? what the like, it, was, it was hilarious um, and then that's when we decided to to do the uh the live afterwards and just before Hannah got fired, but it was almost like a lot of the the tension was relieved off the conversation we had before, so yeah no I've, yeah it's it's been hilarious. <laughs> So what is maritime law? Like you don't, so like you're saying like, so you
0: said you don't agree with Hannah being fired. Like, well, like let's go back. Like did Malia have to report that to Sandy then? Like when she sees the Valium or the pen?
1: If I I were to see a packet or a label written Valium, I am going to be very honest. I have no idea what it is. So if I had seen it, I would think okay, headache pulls, whatever, next, you know, or something I shouldn't be asking about. I don't know. But if you see something like that, and you you report it, there should really be a reason as to why you 're reporting it. Is the person not doing their job accordingly? This is also more for uh, the the deck team because we have obligations as far as the safety and safety of manning um, you know looking after the vessel. we are very much more held responsible to look after the vessel and for running equipment than than the interior team. So it really depends on what reason you're, you're taking that information to the captain for, you know, um, maybe she knows more about Valium than I do. And that's why she was like, okay, this is, this is serious. Or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe she took a picture and asked for advice. Like, what do I do? And someone would have said, I would suggest you tell the captain. I, I, I could never know um i'm just on my side if i were to walk in and see it i wouldn't say a word because i don't know if if she was you know acting weird or not being able to fulfill her obligations as far as work then definitely something would be said um i'm going to be honest with you i said i said um i think the first season and the second season uh within the green screen time or just walking in i said to um one of the producers i was like i'm I'm not sure if, if Hannah's okay. And they'd ask why. And I'm like, I I don't, I just, I, I feel like she's spaced out. Like I can speak to her and then 20 minutes later, she's completely spaced out and I don't know what's going on. And I don't, I'm just, just telling you, I don't know what's going on. And they, they took that information and that was it, you know, because what, what what can you do? Um, So if it was in the case where I, I saw her that spaced out and found something, yeah, I would say something. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what I, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, if, if it, it comes to the point where Sandy has an obligation to fire someone because of it, you have to then question, um, your Your contract. Um, Did Sandy have a talk to everyone right in the beginning saying, by the way, if you have prescription drugs, because all this is, it's hard to find. You can't just, I mean, there's hundreds of scripts of law and information that you, you could adhere to. And there's gray areas, you know, it says that you should report it or you have a responsibility to report it. Um, if you're reporting it, is it because you've done something or you can't do your job? If you, if you've got it, but you've got a prescription and it's not that serious, you know, is it, is it necessary to report it? So if the captain walks up and says, okay, everyone report your drugs, whatever it may be. Okay, cool. Walk away. If she doesn't do that, or he doesn't do that, a lot of the interior team don't actually know. What they are supposed to be doing because it 's hard to find that information um, as a veteran in yachting, I presume Hannah does know that, but you kind of also get used to just having it. I guess you know you get on a boat, you leave a boat, you get on a boat, it almost becomes nothing because it 's a prescription that you have um, and it 's not affecting your work and it 's not something in incredibly dramatic where you know you collapse or you can't use machinery so as far yeah again going to the point I I personally would have it would have come with a lot more than that uh, that I presume Sandy fired her for rather than just the the prescription and the drugs itself so you think Sandy fired her for more reasons you know Sandy says one thing and it's very common and often is I it's nothing personal <laughs> Uh, you know, it's hard. It's always personal. No matter what, if you're on a boat, no matter what it is, you know, my, my issues with, with Conrad in the first place, it was, it was personal. You know, you can't say it's not, yes, you've got to, you have to try and separate the personal side and the, you know, the, the social side of things. I would go out, I'd get absolutely blackout drunk and we'd have fights. The next morning, I'd wake up and be like, what's up, everyone? And they'd be like, are you kidding me? You're talking to me. I'm like, oh, well, why wouldn't I be? We're, we're at work. Nothing's changed at work. What we did outside is outside. I'm, I'm here to work, you know? Um, obviously, that didn't go down so well. Um, but yes, that, that, you know, you have to try and separate it. And some, as a captain as well, it's very hard to separate that because you you she knows Hannah. She's worked with Hannah. She's wanted to fire Hannah every season she's been on. And it comes with the work side. If personally speaking, and I say this like, I don't, I don't care blatantly. She wouldn't have lasted two weeks on a boat that I would be captain on just for her work, you know? And I think on, on Sandy's side, that was a a major factor and she just needed something a little bit extra to say, okay, this is it, you know? Right. Like Sandy didn't like Hannah and wanted her gone anyway. And then, and then throw, throw in couple of Valium and there you have it. <laughs> uh, do you do you think Sandy favors Malia? She absolutely does because she wants to try and enhance her career. Um, I, I presume that's the only reason, but <laughs> uh, I don't well, know. Well, there's
0: been, uh, right. Did you say
1: that? I did. I thought, you know what the thing is with the cameos? You don't have to post it. If you've said something like that, you don't have to send it. So why send it? You know, um, the, the, the other thing about social media is it'll blow up very quickly and it goes as quick as it comes. The next day it's gone. So everyone's onto something else, you know, the next hashtag. So yeah. 100%. That's what
0: I say to people all the time. Like there's drama for 24 hours, maybe exactly. 48 and then
1: you're on the news 24 hours later. So whatever you did, that's also what the, the production team kind of, you know, throughout throughout for me, they're like, listen, it's only going to last until the next episode. And then you've got something else to worry about. My point was, okay, but I'm the next, the next episode is me again. So it's two weeks of it, you know? Um, yeah, but it, it, it goes as quick as it comes. So when yes. I saw that, I did laugh. But hey, oof, Sandy did it.
0: imply in this cameo and it seemed yeah. that she has a crush on Malia. And so...
1: I, I, I'm, I'm out of it. I stay out of it, you know? I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm now... A, 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 i I now watch and i'm not involved so it's it's fantastic isn't right i was gonna say that must be better uh it's it depends you know there's pros and cons to both sides um i have i mean it's i have there's there's opportunities for me to work on tv again fairly soon um which may or may not work we don't know yet um or I may or may not be able to say much, so we don't know yet. <laughs> but but um, I, I do enjoy it, to be honest. I do enjoy the that side of things after getting fairly used to it. You know, being in America, um, and and having that form of recognition. Yes, again, there's pros and cons. It, I've had people walk up to me grab me, take a photo and walk off, not even say a word. I'm like, hold up, <laughs> what, what just happened, you know? So there's that, that, that isn't that great. But as far as opportunity, as far as being able to socialize and speak to people and get to know a lot of people, I've been to some major events with with people that know who I am. I, I enjoy it, it's, it's, it's something I enjoy. So I'm definitely looking into to going back. Is this potential TV with Bravo? It may or may not be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, it's not, nothing's, nothing said in concrete. It's just opportunities that may or may not have come up. <laughs> Interesting. Well, so yeah. it's just, so speaking about
0: this issue even more, like, so you don't, it's, it's not necessarily, like you said, there's gray areas. So it's not necessarily maritime law where you have to report it. Cause that's what Malia keeps
1: saying. It's, it's not. Or kept it, saying. It, my, my, As far as reporting, I don't believe it's not, I don't believe that you need to report something that isn't an issue unless you find cocaine in the bathroom or, you know, when it's a prescription drug, what you're doing as well at the same time is you are, you're basically compromising someone's discretion. You know, how do you know that she didn't tell Sandy in the first place? How do you know that Sandy didn't know? Um, How do you know, you know how do you know that Sandy doesn't have prescriptions that she hasn't told the crew about? You know, how, why is that fair? You know, there's, there's a lot that, there's a lot of gray areas. And if, if Sandy takes prescription drugs, does the, does the, does the chief mate know? Does the um, production team know, you know, because you'd never know. So there's a lot, a lot of it, it's all gray. Um, and my point is, okay, if I see someone that isn't performing as far as work, that's when I would be concerned and then I would link it to whatever I saw that was there. But if they're not, if they're not, you know, doing anything wrong, then no, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't be reporting it. And you're saying,
0: I mean, look, there's no love lost between you and Hannah, I assume.
1: No, again, I'm that's, that's, I've always been, you know, I, I, I can say I wouldn't want to work with Hannah again because she can't work well. That's, that's my point. But I, there's no love lost. I, I, we don't even talk. I am most certainly blocked on every social media platform by her, which is absolutely fine because I'm honest enough to say I wouldn't want to work with her because of her ability to work. But in this stage, I don't think she should have been fired. You know, I don't think it was a fair enough reason. It would have been a better reason for for Sandy to say you can't work and you can't upkeep the the uh, the Level of standard I want, and therefore you should go rather than having something almost petty to fire a four, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Do you think, like, kind of what we are talking about before, like being veterans, like Malia's a veteran, Captain Sandy's a veteran, put the producers out of it for a minute. Do you think when this happens, they're like, oh, this is gold? Like, they have to be like, this is going to be a great season.
1: Uh, I think it also comes with. You know, it's sweet and sour. Um, I know for a fact that the production team really do enjoy Hannah, you know, and there were there were moments where I would say something uh, off camera or, you know, just to production and and one of the particular producers would say, you know, actually she's, she's a very nice person if you get to know her one-on-one, you know? And I always took that into consideration when, you know, I, I try and get to know her, but she is, she's a pretty when it comes to being on the, on the show, she knows what she's there for. Um, So yeah, I think when it came to that point, they knew they had to do it because I mean, Sandy fired Hannah, it's a big thing. Um, But would they have wanted to do it is questionable because that everyone did not expect Hannah just to all of a sudden leave. They thought she was going to be there for many seasons to come. You know, she was part of the show Um, and she was there before Sandy. So they expected her to stay she was kind of one of those pillars in the in the show um she was very entertaining as far as you know she there was always something wrong there was always something that she had to to be involved in and she would you know there was always something and she was good at that so i think to be honest the producers they they knew they had to use it but they didn't i don't think they wanted to as as far as just her leaving and, and that's it, you know? Right, because
0: she's like a good part of the show that could have gone yeah. on. And after that, yeah. I don't think you can really come back
1: from that. No. And and also, that's what I feel terrible for, uh, for Hannah as well. It's not the best way to walk out the door, you know? Um, when it comes to something like that, I know she's been very defensive online about, you know, her having a, you know, and she's made a joke out of it, which is clever and good. Um, and she has a lot of backing as far as, you know, social media and people around her she's very happy as far as i can imagine you know i I think that where she is right now she couldn't be happier um the show is is questionable as far as people who've been on for three four five years let's say i think if i got to that stage unless i was captain I, i would probably leave so yeah
0: that makes sense. And to that point, like, you look at Kate Chastain, who's yeah. moved on now to kind of become a media personality. Like, she has a yeah. show and she has a radio show.
1: Like, do you know Kate yeah. or Captain Lee? Do I? I've met Captain Do you Captain know them? Uh, at BravoCon. BravoCon, but it was uh, very short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? For me, on, on both their sides, I mean, they were, I mean, they're just as much social media people like who attack. And I don't like that. So there were a few situations where myself and Captain Lee had a few Twitter quarrels. Um, I would get a message from a producer saying, dude, you just owned the internet. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, because I'm just, I'm saying exactly what it's about. You know, I'm uh, pretty real when it comes to that and I'm all up for a challenge. And then when I saw Captain Lee the last time he gave me some, some awesome and, and steady advice, you know, and, and that was to do with, being a captain and being a captain of the show. If I wanted to pursue that, I can do both. I just need to I need to pay close attention on what I want. You know, and yeah, I'd had an awesome chat with them. Um I do find a few, let's say, diplomatic answers come out from him when it comes to interviews where someone would say, Would you ever work with Colin? And he'd be like, Yes, I'd work with Colin in a heartbeat. And then after my first season, he would be like, you will never see Joao on my boat. And then after my second season, he was like, well, I've never worked with Joao, so I can't say. And I'm like, yeah, but you said who you've never worked with, Colin, that you would work with him again. So very diplomatic, you know? Um, so it's also all that when it comes to us, uh, you know, cast members and stuff, it, you can be as much involved in a, in a season as you want to be. I could tweet uh-huh. every day and, and gain that form of, you know, I know that the last tweet I wrote about the, uh, the chef, you know, not being able to control his issues. um, And I said something about, it's not, it's not how you deal with, it's not how you deal with, I I can't even remember, but you know, people liked that form of enlightenment or that opinion coming from me because I've been there and, you know, and, and it makes sense. So yeah, I think people again they can be as much involved as they want and when it came to meeting uh, Kate and and Captain Lee I think Kate was a little bit upset with uh, my comment when it came to um, well we were on Bravo we were actually sitting in front of the audience and someone had mentioned something about being with cast members after the show or being with you know and I'd said something about yeah you know people get with other people after straight after the season hey Kate and she was like what <laughs> because everyone talks so yeah um it's just it's funny how I, I I like to also push buttons every now and then to get a reaction <laughs> so Kate and so Kate wasn't overly thrilled with you or nice she definitely yeah she wasn't thrilled with me at all uh, but I mean she was okay afterwards we kind of brushed off I said look I'm sorry I'm, yeah whatever <laughs> it's just a just a joke what advice did Captain Lee give you at Bravo well that's, well, that's what I'm saying. He was okay. saying you want to be, if you want it, you you have potential to be the captain of the show and the captain in general. Uh, clean your act up as far as drinking and stuff, and you you can make it. You know, so um, again, I appreciated that that um, form of acknowledgement from him as a veteran and a captain. You know, a veteran of the show, captain in in general. I was I was actually. Taken aback a bit because I didn't expect that from him, um, and I met his lovely wife, and you know had a little bit of a, a, a casual chat with him, and it was nice because you kind of take away all those feelings you had over what you had in texts on Twitter, you know. Um, yeah, it's it just it takes that away, and then you realize these people are actually real. Like even meeting people after the show uh Colin Colin's very much who he is you know that doesn't change much um I think when when I met him afterwards he's a little he's a lot more isolated than one would think like he he likes his own personal time and I think he's hilarious and he should be more out there you know um but he's yeah he likes his personal time He, he he you know we always tease about him he says, "I just wanted, I, why would I want to find a girl when I can just sit at home play Xbox and be happy? You know, you know what I mean? Like all jokes. And, um, and you, you kind of figure out how people are over and above the show um, afterwards. And it, you, you come to a realization of who was real, who wasn't real, and that you can actually be friends with someone that you didn't like on the show. Jack and I are awesome. I mean, he's hilarious. Um, there were so many parts that they did not show of how, hilarious he was because they couldn't fit it and that's why it lasted so long and in fact to the end because <laughs> he was funny but um yeah just just figuring out how people are um afterwards which was interesting
0: what about like how accurate is below deck in like the industry because i mean i i know it's super supersized and the charters are really quick and it's only six week filming but like how accurate is it, a portrayal of the real yachting
1: industry? Below deck, being on that boat for six weeks is the hardest job over, over all yachting that I've been in. And really? You've got, you've got two aspects. You've got the job itself, and then you've got production, uh, the produ- production team, the logistics of them. You know, They have to come on board. They have to leave. They've got six-hour shifts. So in between us moving the guests out on a, on a boat – production team are coming through we've got terrible weather we're trying to swap them over you know it's it's a lot a lot of hard work the boat is five times dirtier because you've got you know 30 people walking up and down the entire time i'm losing my mind telling telling um you know production team not to touch the stainless and don't the camera guys camera guys leaning on the side i'm like dude i just clean that you <laughs> know I mean, so, so then, you know, when I, I, I spoke to production again, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm trying to clean everything I can possibly clean and I'm, I'm getting enough. And they're like, look, you're not going to see a lot of that on the show. You're not going to see fingerprints. And I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll calm down because I was like a soldier. I was telling everyone, listen, clean the shit out of this stuff. I don't want to see a mark. And that's how yachting actually is. Um, but as far as it being very, it, it's, it's very similar. The one thing that changes is that on a boat a, a normal yachting boat it is very passive aggressive people are not they don't talk about their problems where if you don't talk about your problems or issues with people on the show there is no show so people kind of they they all they all know that somebody has said something about them and and they all pretend to be friends. so that's also got me in a lot of trouble on real boats because i if someone said i'd literally walk on a boat and say listen don't tell me anything. Don't talk to me about your problems because I will be telling someone else. i That's me. I will. If you have a problem with this person, the person walks up and says, what's the problem? Oh, well, he's got a problem with you. Deal with it. Cheers. You know, that's the type of person I am. So it's very passive aggressive. It, there's a lot more drama if you ask me on a real boat, but it's not as petty. It's, it's even worse. You know, it's, I think on on below deck, it starts with petty drama and it accumulates, you know, with emotions, feelings, not knowing a boat, not knowing what's going on. It's a lot that goes into it, you know, um, on my side, the risk and responsibility on the show, like when Colin, Colin was pulling the, the anchor chain out when it all accumulated on top of the deck, that had to have been, and you, you don't see it because uh, thankfully I managed to fix it, you know, fairly easily, that is a life or death situation. And that even walking away from that with, with Colin, not really understanding how close he was to messing that up. That was heartfelt because you're like, you know, we shouldn't sometimes being on a boat with no experienced people or not, not, not no experience, but you don't, you hardly know each other and you hardly know the boat. It is, it can be super, super dangerous. And then going back to Sandy's responsibility, it's huge. Colin could have died genuinely, so yeah, there's, there's that kind of stuff on, on real boats. The, the drama mainly comes with, um, you know, crew on board, but guests are much worse in, on real boats. Like it's really? not petty. Yeah. That's, you know, you, you don't speak to, you don't speak to guests at all. They don't speak to you. Um, there are different boats, the different styles of boats, uh, di- with, with different sizes, the larger the boat you, you could possibly never see, the owner of a boat and never meet him and being on a boat for a year. Like that's, it's just, it's a different style in that respect. But um, otherwise it's pretty much the same, to be honest. The three day charters are harder because you're trying to fit three days worth of stuff. Whereas if you've got a seven day charter, you can kind of space it out and they all want to fit everything right there and then. So it's, it's much harder. What's like the craziest
0: thing in real life. Like these high maintenance guests have demanded,
1: like what is just, oh. We have, I mean, I've, I can't mention actors' names or actresses' names, but there have been situations where we've literally had to, you know, drag on 20 prostitutes, or, you know, they, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of money related stories where a billionaire can do absolutely anything they want. Anything they want. They lose, they lose touch with, the reality of being human because they don't have to be human. They can do what they want. You know, um, you you have people, you know, shit the bed on purpose and then you have to replace the 2000 US dollar sheets because they just don't, they don't want the sheet to be used again. So replace it or, you know, just some, I find it amazing how the, the people who have, I'm not, not the middle people as in millionaires, but the billionaires who have so much money, are actually, they're not able to do much for themselves because they've had everything for them. I've put the the flippers and goggles on a person and taught them how to ride their own jet ski, and you know I've, I I have to buckle their life jacket for them, and you know and it's incredible to me as to how they've got that far up with that amount of money, and I'm talking billions, and they can't put on their own flippers, you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's a different industry, I think. It, it, there's pros and cons, especially with Below Deck opening it up to the viewers, um, but it's not it's not big enough to affect the real side of, of what's going on in the industry, to be honest. So it doesn't necessarily accurately portray the real industry? On some boats, yes. On some boats, no. Like Most boats, no. And, and I say that because there's a lot more that goes on on real boats that can't be spoken about. Whereas what you see on TV, it's not illegal. It's not... You know, that's, there's, there's fine lines, you know, you have to literally, you have to almost sell your soul to be on some of the boats and you're like, you know what? I'm just doing this for the money. I'm just doing it for the money. I'll be off soon. And that's, that's what you have to set your mind to because you, you, you're, you're fight with your conscience forever. If, if you, you know, take into heart what goes on on boats, you know? And there are people
0: that come on that are like, oh, Hey, tonight we want 20 hookers for our whole crew. Uh,
1: not that's all the time it's you know i uh, i'm someone that i work with uh, or worked with he called me and he's like i can't speak now um i don't know if my phone's being recorded and i speak to him all the time okay cool no worries and then you know he went off the boat and a while back he said no it was a great trip he said he had five presidents on board five presidents um they'd had a few to drink Four of the presidents had a full argument. They got onto another boat, left to a different country. The one president that was left, went to bed, woke up, decided, screw my president friends, I'm going to another country. So he up and left with this multi-million dollar boat to another place. The other boat, the presidents got that boat to follow the other boat to the next country. Then they all got on board. And then when they left, the owner of the boat came on. He had 20 of his friends and he had... uh, another boat just for the hookers. But I'm talking about an extravagant boat. Like it's, inc- I'm talking, they, they charge, I think they charge 500,000 euro a week to hire the boat and that's dry. That's nothing else included, just to hire it. Just for the week. And then, uh, yeah, they left, uh, the, the, the 20 prostitutes left and the very next day everyone's wives came on board. <laughs> so they were fantastic, they're, they're loving life. I mean, that's what money buys, right? <laughs> kind of. And then the, these were
0: presidents of countries.
1: Presidents of countries. Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. And who's like, the, I mean, I don't know if there's like, who's the worst? Like the billionaires, the millionaires, the famous actors. Is it like the new money people that don't really have millions and millions? Like they have just like a dollar uh, and a half. But it's what?
1: Because the, the billionaires are much worse where, in the sense where you're like, can I, do I want to... Stay and work for this person. You know, that's you have to fight with your conscience. The millionaires, they like to think they're billionaires. Um, and they're more out there, they are like, Do you know who I am? Where the billionaires know they want nobody to know who they are. Um, and then the like the actors, I've had experiences where they they respect us as crew because we work for the billionaire. So, you know, they'll come and say, Hey, I am whoever they are, and I'd be like, no, I know, but I can't, I can't act like that. Yes. Okay. I'm as well, you know, Um, I think you'd be surprised where, you know, actors come on board and they, I don't know, you, you just, there's, there's so much that people do that you kind of, you're like, I I wouldn't have thought that that person was that type of way, you know? So yeah, you just, you kind of, you, you learn, you learn about reality over what you see, Um, in person, you know, like what you see on screens, uh, how you portray an actor in your mind is usually not how they are.
0: No, it's not. Like, have you ever had an actor or actress and who where they're just, well, uh, no, let's be positive, where they're just really nice. Like, they're like, you know, like a huge name and you're like, wow, I thought this person would be a diva or a high maintenance, and they were just so wonderful.
1: Uh, I have, but I'm still not allowed to mention names. Um, Even if I'm, even if I'm, you know, I've had, I've had some actors who I was like, I'm so glad you are awesome. Like, I'm, I'm just so happy actors more than actresses. um, But I've just been very happy to see that, especially after having others that kind of, you kind of sit back and like, ah. that's disappointing <laughs> yeah so you you get these other actors and they're they're great and it's actually you know the names as close as i can say they're they're big names you know and that made me feel really great about you know having to to work for them per se yeah do but you, a lot of the actors for the boats that we work on um they're they're invited as as guests yeah do you ever get starstruck? i mean where you're just like oh my god that's so and so I, I, I've i never been in that way. No, I've never. Interesting. I mean, honestly, I think if unless i met, I've, I mean, I've met some big names, but unless I met like, I don't know, Will Smith or something, you know, that, that, I mean, he's someone I'd I'd probably walk up and say, listen, dude, <laughs> we need a picture here, you know. Um, other than that, you know, you also, uh, in the arting industry, you get used to it. And with the disappointment and acknowledgement of, and the appreciation of everyone, you realize they're human, you realize this, and unless it's for social media, then, you know, there's not much that, that they can offer you uh, except for a picture. Yeah.
0: Were you shocked, like, to your point? So, like, you know, you're in Africa, the show comes out, and then the producers are like, "You have to go to America." You come to America. The woman screams, jumps out, wants a picture with you. But like, were you
1: shocked? Like when this started I happening? Shocked. I was honestly, I was flabbergasted. I was like, "Is this what it's about?" I didn't realize how big the show was, and it's only increasing. You know, it's getting better, it's getting bigger. Um, I do believe, as far as uh, diversity, the below deck Mediterranean will take over. Um, even though it was a, a spin-off, I think, you know, you have so many different cultures on board. You have um, Europe as a whole. is There's so much as far as culture and, uh, you know, history. And uh, because it's an American show, Americans, as I said, New York people want to see what's outside on a boat. Americans want to see what's in Europe, you know. So it's a, it's a bigger thing um and then yeah again when i when i got there and uh, BravoCon was huge for me um the watch what happens live i i mean i had I even thinking about it. I had um, I was standing on top of a ledge, and someone would like throw their phone at me, and I'd take a picture, and then sit, throw it back at them. And then I ended up having ten phones thrown at me. I'm like, hold on! I end up throwing them back at whoever. I don't know what was going on, and you know, being being escorted with bouncers around me because of it. It, it you know, I'm not like that. I, it's not something I would want to do the, the, every day. But it was nice. It was a nice experience just to feel. Like that acknowledgement and appreciation. So yeah, again, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm the only Zimbabwean to have ever been on a reality TV show in America. So oh, it's, really? it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, um, and I, I, I what's amazing as well is Mozambique. My dad lives in Mozambique, and because uh, my dad's uh, Portuguese, I'm half Portuguese. Uh, the show it is all over Mozambique, so my my name being Joao and you know being in mozambique everyone knows because i'm portuguese they're showing it in mozambique which is huge that's what i was gonna
0: say like do your parents know like you come to new york you go to BravoCon. like you can't walk down the street you have bouncers people are like that you're like wait you want a picture with will smith you're like wait you like want a picture with me like do your exactly. parents know like this, how
1: you were mobbed? They, and- they, they, they know it. They just don't understand. They haven't seen it. So it's, it's hard to put in place what it's about. Right. Um, we, we had a um, one, one um, where my mom's seen it for the first time, we were in Victoria Falls and um, I was late to get to the bus. We were about to go on this little booze cruise on, on the, on the river and my mom and my sister and everyone had gone on board. And there was an American group that walked into the bus and they'd sat down and they'd looked through the window, not knowing that I was with the other group. And they're like, oh my God, that's Juan Franco. That's Juan Franco. And then the, the, her dad was like, who's that? It's like, he's from that show. On What is it? Oh my God, he's here. You know, like, and my mom was like, she was laughing. She was like, oh my, is this? I said, this is how it is in new york all the time and you can pick and choose you can go to a quiet place someone will notice you and when this when the show is airing it is immediate you know um but otherwise yeah it's it it, she they don't understand it my dad loves the fact that i'm on tv um and he also he can see it because he watches it in mozambique and all his friends watch it and they're like oh that's your son you know so he loves it he's very proud of that um but yeah, it's, it, I think if they were to come to America and see how it actually is. My mates that have gone from Zimbabwe to yachting and I've met them in America, we've got like VIP tickets to go somewhere and they're like, dude, this is insane. And they're like, yeah, it is, but it also comes with its cons as well. So you right. just have to draw a fine line between. Did you meet anyone at BravoCon
0: like from the other shows that you were like hung out with other than Colin? you like these housewives, like any, like do you know a lot of the Bravo celebrities?
1: I, I don't. Um, I do sort of now, but uh, all the guys were cool there. Eh? I think, you know, all the guys that I hung around with, they were, they were awesome. Um, Who did everybody... you hang out with? Um, I remember? Besides Colin? <laughs> <laughs> Names? Yes and no. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, Tom was awesome. Um, I think... I, I don't know. I just, all of them or every guy that I'd met there, they were really, they were really nice. Um, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect them all to be, you know, forthcoming and, you know, nice. I thought that it would be like, okay, who are you kind of thing. And it, in seeing that they were pretty genuine as well, that kind of opened things up for me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that they would be nice to us. So What about uh, all of the housewives? Like, did you have any crushes for the moment? no i didn't i think um meeting them there again they're, i think they were more in their own world um you know everyone was there and extravagant and hardy dar and all around and i can't yeah so we just kind of mingled a little bit and met some people um i think the person that stands out Gigi, she was she was really nice because one of her friends one of her friends um you know, she said she had a secret crush crush on myself and Colin and we took a picture with her and, um, yeah, we, we message every now and then, and she's awesome. She's, I think she's really cool. She's been, yeah, great. Uh, other than her, no one, no one that I, I've carried on speaking to. So maybe Gigi and you, maybe that could be a thing. (laughs) I I am engaged. You know that, eh? Yes. Yeah, no, Gigi and I speak for her friend. I think that's the whole point of it, but yeah. Well, Colin's (laughs) single. Yeah, Colin's single. I'll I'll have to uh, hitch him. You know, I tried, I've tried, and I've realized that I fail with Colin. He has his own plan, and I'll leave him to that, so. Exactly. What about, like, yeah? He actually got a little bit bit upset with me um, when I was trying to hook him up on, on the show. Um, but he, he had every intention to He was like, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, it's my plan or whatever. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Let's go have some shots. I'm like, uh, have you met Colin? <laughs> and they're like, hey, Colin. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. Has a shot. And he's like, walks off. I'm like, dude, you've just left me with the three girls that you were going to chat to. He's like, no, I just, just, you know, just leave it. Just leave. I was like, Oof. I don't want to piss him off now because I thought that was the plan, but obviously not. <laughs> well, he's also told me like, he doesn't like, you know, which
0: understandably, like when, people like slip into his DMS or he's like on a date. And then like by the second date, they're like, Oh, you're from below deck. And he's like, now you've earned it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I mean, you also have to, you have to take it all with a pinch of salt. You did, you did sign up to below deck. Most of the time, whether they, they knew you, whether they weren't going to know you or they were going to know you, you can't know if they're genuine or not just because they've seen you on the show. Maybe if they change a bit. Yeah. Fair enough. But, uh, and I think that's the problem. Like with him, the girls change or they don't tell him that they know who he is and they're nice to him and then all of a sudden it slips out that actually i do know who you are right. and then he's like kind of disappointed thinking i thought i met a genuine girl you know what how like how is below deck perceived in the industry like not very well eh, to be honest um but i think the animosity comes with jealousy the animosity comes like there's a lot of a lot of people who will not admit that they have applied for the show and they'll be like, Oh, why would we want to do that? And I've had arguments where people tell me what the show is about. I'm like, uh, but you haven't been on it. So a lot of the time, even in this country um, a lot of people watch it because a lot of people are the younger guys are yachties, you know? Um, and they won't, they won't approach you. They won't come up to you. They, they have this little grudge against you being on the show where we're ruining the industry. It's not their industry. So, what are we ruining? It's not your industry, you know? Um, so, there is, there is a lot of animosity. There's, a, you know, some people won't get jobs because of how they've been portrayed on TV, which I understand because a lot of the time you look bad. You, you know, they, they have nothing more to go with. Um, so, I find myself, especially on the yachting groups, defending. You know the people who who are on below deck defending below deck as as an introduction to the industry because it is somewhat what it is. People are in denial in saying, "Oh, it's not like that." I'm like, "Okay, but if you spoke your mind as we do on the show, it would be exactly like that." You just don't. You instead passive aggressively walk around with grudges, and you don't. Your production declines because you are hating the person you're working with and yet you guys smile in front of your, your faces. So if anything, your situation is far worse than below deck. Yeah.
0: And if there yeah. were producers there pushing you in the direction,
1: it would all come out. So That's it's it. kind of the same thing. But for us, the producers on my side, I think whether they've told anyone to do anything or not, they haven't told me because I there's nothing they don't need to, you know. Um, but they, the, the one thing that they've said is the only thing we're going to give you is speak your mind. If you don't speak your mind, we don't know what you're thinking. There is no show. I can, I can be quiet in this interview and have my opinion about what I think. And if I don't say it, then there's nothing to, there's nothing to show, you know? So yeah, that's, that's the only part as far as pushing. And you know, of people
0: that have been on the show that then it's harder for them to get a job just because of what happened.
1: Who, like who? Uh, well, you know, I think it's more. Uh, um, I think I've seen Bruno have issues with trying to get a job. You know, um, he's he's a steward. He's a gay guy. He's he, and not because he's gay, but he's he's got very um, fresh pictures of himself. You know, all online and stuff. And yes, that is going to impact you because the the owner of a boat does not want to know who you are online. You know, they don't want to be known online. So. Um, you know, going up into, especially on the American side, if you're on a boat and you dock next to another boat immediately, it's, it's like, it's like a bushfire. It's gone from one boat to the next saying that's that guy from the show, you know, um, really? Yeah. It's, 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 there, again, it's, there's grudges, but not as much in America. Europe is, is huge. Like people don't, people are unlikely to employ you in Europe because of the show. Um, and but it it comes it comes with who you are your characteristics how you portray yourself if someone asks me about the show i've already got my automatic answer about what you you, what you think you know you don't you know um and i've i've a lot of people what they do is they've never been so some um some people have never been on a boat they get their sccw then they get employed by the show you know they do a season as they would call a season six weeks is not a season um they would do the show and then after the show they would basically then try and get a job and they wouldn't get a job and then they'll blame the industry oh sorry the show for ruining their career in yachting of which they never had a career to start off with so they're like oh you below decks ruined my career. Yeah. But you only got your SCCW and have been on below deck. There's a big difference, you know, um, those, I mean, I can't within four years, within three years, I became a captain and that's almost unheard of. Um, as far as getting the job, everyone has the ticket. I got, I got my captain's ticket in three and a half months of yachting. Um, you can't just get on a boat and go. So after three years and having the trust of an owner and having the insurance company sign me on, cause that's a huge thing. Um, I got the job and I, I'm, I'm an exact example of what you can achieve while being on the show. And do you think
0: like the show has truly helped you because like you got the captain through being on the
1: show? It, It definitely helped me as far as, um, so my, my jobs that I've had have all been with, it's, it's kind of like incestual to be honest. The yachting industry is a very small industry. Um, I've worked for the same captains every now and then where they've gone to another boat. I've followed the bosun of that boat has gone to another boat. And then they had a position. I moved to that boat with them. It's we're all very close. Myself and my brother have been on the same boats a few times because we've been asked to go back. Um, so, you know, I, again, I want to say that I, I believe that I would have got to where I am anyway, but with the ease and and the support of Sandy actually, putting me forward for a position that first position was vital because i very much doubted that i was capable already and she said trust me when you go and see how it is you know with other captains and stuff then you'll understand that it's not as bad as you think and i did i i literally i was a fish out of water and then literally balls deep in this job that i had tried to take advantage of but was under so much pressure and um driving the boat for the first time I, it's it's a 30 meter yacht and i've never driven a boat that size ever and you know getting out and just having the responsibility of it uh, employing five crew all of them were older than i was with many more years of experience that came as a challenge so you know i i very much believe that I, after getting that job and being a captain, the amount I had learned in that time is is incredible. It would be very hard to go back and work as a bosun after being a captain. Really? Very hard.
0: And And now that you had this job as a captain, do you, was it, did you like have an eye opener of like, look, when you were a bosun, you might've had like, you know, relations with other people love triangles. Uh, Like, do you uh, now look at like, Oh God, like now you kind of see what you did you're like, I have no
1: time for that. Yeah, absolutely. Besides the fact that you're engaged. engaged, uh, Besides that I'm engaged. Right. (laughs) Well, again, uh, I think, yeah, it comes with great, great responsibility. Are you going to ask me if, if I would have been engaged and not been in the position I am? Probably. Probably not. You know, as a bosun, um, you do travel a lot more. You have less, less um, options as far as doing what you want because you're working for someone. When you're a captain, you've got more options. It's a little bit easier to actually be in a relationship. If you're uh, further down the line, a relationship is virtually impossible. There's, it's all, there's no way. Um, I, I say that there are a few exceptions. Um, some of them have worked out, some of them not, but yeah, it's, it would be very difficult, but in seeing how people act now, I mean, even on the boat as a captain, I had a, a, a captain on board helping me, um, just because he had a lot more experience. It took me three days to ask him to leave the boat because I, I, I was upset with how he was, you know, and I think I've, I've been, I'm more formal, whereas, you know, dress up, tuck your shirt and make sure you you look the part you're being employed by a millionaire so do it and he was far too casual and it kind of when i said listen if you don't mind um as soon as we get to this dock you're off and he was taken aback like why and i said well i'll tell you why xyz and he was like you're you you've just started as a captain you've been in, in on this boat for two weeks and you're telling me to leave. And I said, yes, I'm sorry. That's just how it is, you know? And and that, that's when I've learned as well to be more stern and be more and make sure I lead by example because if I'm messing around with stewardesses or whatever it may be, going out, getting absolutely shit-faced and coming back to the boat, that's an example that would take you one way in the industry and it's not up. So yeah, lots, lots of responsibility.
0: Are there captains
1: that do that? That just uh, all everywhere there are the bigger boats, not so much, but again, you have, you have discretion, you know, a captain will get off the boat. he will go and, you know, he's got time off. So you don't actually see what he gets up to. But if you do happen to stumble across your captain, you also have to realize he's human. And he, you know, if he goes out and has a party or gets with someone or something like that, I'm talking about older generation. There's not many captains of my age, I guess, but, uh, yeah, everyone's human. So you have to take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, but everyone does it. Everyone everyone, in some way, you know, acts like a child.
0: <laughs> do you think the yachting industry is still, you know, like the
1: whole Me Too movement and like all the stuff that's going on, like with women, like do you think they- All completely scrapped. And it's unfortunate to say, but again, I go back to my very first season. I had just come off of a boat, being on that boat for four months you lose how to respect people, and that's the truth. You, it depends again on the boat and how much time you have off. Um, but you lose how to respect a woman. You're, you, you, not as far as respecting in the sense like you, you try and get with them or you you swear them out for nothing. But you just you you treat them like your sister. Um, and there, when you get off the boat is projected because you treat everyone like your sister. If you have a grudge with someone, you, you are very quick to point out that grudge or point out what, what you feel is wrong with that person. And yeah, that's what happened on my first season. It was just a matter of, you know, I, I made a, a commitment right in the beginning of my yachting career that I would never be with anyone while I'm on a boat. And that's exactly what happened up until, below deck the, the season and that's because i knew it was only for six weeks so right. if, if it was a permanent job i would maintain the fact that i mean i've literally i've i've almost had to leave a job because within the first three days this australian girl was insane like she was she was insanely like committed to being with me and it got very awkward in uh, you know with the 23 crew and I'm like, I'm about to leave this boat because it's just too much. I can't even, I can't even do, you know, she's making up shit about me and she's, she's like, why wouldn't you be with me? Why are you flirting with that person? Why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm about to leave this boat because I can't deal with this, you know? Um, yeah. And wow. then getting up to the boats, the boat, uh, this season, obviously my whole Casey Brooke situation. I did tell them though in the beginning that I wanted nothing to do with anyone as far as relationships, so that was there. Obviously, that was a slight thing that Deck missed. <laughs> so, but yeah.
0: And other than Casey, broke this six weeks on TV. Like you've never had anything with a crew. Your whole no. yeah, wow. Not, not,
1: on, not on not on my own boat now. Wow, no.
0: That's... and it's
1: for that reason you you literally you, the the feel like you, you cause you 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 start. A, very poisonous environment not just with you with everyone a lot of the time the person who's been on the boat has been with someone else on the boat or it's been with your your chief mates and now you're the deckhand and now you've got with the chief stew it becomes real below deck stuff
0: (laughs) what about like diversity because like at least on the show we see like a lack of diversity like we had Simone and
1: a few like is that true in the yachting industry I saw, I saw a couple of comments. Um, I did, um, I did actually reach out and I was almost going to say quite a bit on that, but you know, it opens a can of worms there. I will back Lee up and saying there is diversity. People don't realize that, you know, the industry, the, 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 the small boats that you see, uh, you know, they they have a specific type of person that, 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 that that's, type of boat that they go for you know if you get to the bigger boats uh, as far as diversity race uh, filipinos whatever it may be uh people of color people of anything there are so many people the the other thing is that within the yachting industry and for some reason there is a minority in in black people wanting for example to actually get in the industry so when we go to a crew house there there are there's no one there i've never heard once of uh, a person of color, I'll say not getting a job, you know, they always do. And it's not like, I think I read something on along the lines of Simone uh, being stood up on a job for a lady with blonde hair and blue eyes, because that's what they prefer. Well, two things. If you want to change that, you have to change the mindset of a billionaire because that's what he wants. So he's paying for that. If that's his preference, that's fine, but it's not a preference against her it's a preference for a blonde hair and blue eyed girl. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's, it's a hard topic as far as yachting, um, as far as trying to change the industry. It needs to change from the very top and it needs to change from the very bottom. Um, it, more people of color need to apply for jobs. Um, you know, Sandy has a, a point where she's, she says that she wants more people uh, more diversity as far as women being on deck, yes, but more girls need to apply to be on deck. They don't, um, and it's just as hard for a, a a lady to become a captain as it is for a a gay steward to become the chief steward on a boat. Because a, an owner has his preference or her preference, you know. Uh, it doesn't come from the captains. It it, it comes from the look that the captain knows that the owner wants, you know, and that is, it's like asking, I don't know. It's like asking someone to, it's, it's it's a preference in the industry and every job comes with, you know, an accountant needs to learn how to be an accountant. Um, you need to to know what you're doing before you go in is the same example of, okay, the industry has, boats with set preferences um i know russian boats they don't want anyone who speaks russian on their boat because they don't want the crew to hear their conversations that is a preference you know so it's you you can kind of you you can't isolate it to to one thing it is a huge topic that we could go in circles and circles about but I will back Lee up and saying it is actually diverse. It is diverse in a sense that what you see on the show may, you can't, it's not that it's not diverse. It is showing you exactly what the industry is about for reasons being it's an English speaking uh, uh, program, for example. Um, It is a a program where you, you know, everyone would see the lavish lavish life and, you know, beautiful people. All shows are like that. You know what I mean? But as far as the yachting industry is concerned, there is a minority of people of color applying for those types of positions for them to actually obtain the position. Um, that yeah, makes again, sense. Billionaires are the ones that control the captains or the, the management company of what they want. If you want the industry to change, change the billionaire billionaire's mindset first. Because the billionaires yeah. will literally say, "Like I don't want a gay male or any male as they That's stew. Exactly, they 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 want their own appeal. It's it's it literally whatever is appealing to them is what they'll get or what they ask for, uh, regardless of how well you do your job. That is what the industry is about. So before you apply to an industry and then complain about it, understand what it's about and choose your career wisely.
0: And what about and then we'll wrap up. What about because, like you said, like billionaires want everything. They want all the hookers or whatever they want you know, what about, forget about the crew.
1: What about like drugs on board? You know, like everyone uh, from, from the billionaire to the deckhand, everyone does it. That's it's just you- how it is. Yeah. Um, I personally, and I'll say it, I've never taken drugs and I've never been that type of person, but it, it is more common than one would imagine. And you know what, I'll probably get a lot of cris- criticism in saying this, but I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, not selling an industry out it is what it is you know it's 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 a big issue within the industry and it comes with the stress of it if people you know you're in a a confined space you you have the few people that are on board you have issues you literally do not sleep how do you stay awake well i'll take drugs i'll take cocaine and stay awake and with all due respect to all those who do and don't, a lot of the time it's probably better to take something like that once off to keep you awake than to get blind drunk because that, that has an adverse effect on your abilities and stuff, you know? So, but at at the billionaire side, we, I can't even, if, if we saw something on board that would be scraped off very quickly because nobody's supposed to know it's their own private house. So you can't, unless it affects, unless the billionaire turns around and kills someone, then that's their home. That's they, they own that, that boat. They can do whatever they like. Right. So like just, I'm picturing a scene. There's like
0: 10 billionaires sitting around. I don't know where the hookers are. They're right to the side. And just, yeah. there's drugs everywhere out in, everyone's doing drugs. Just the crew yeah.
1: just is, you're supposed to really just to kind of turn a blind eye. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. No, what drugs i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) that's just how it is that's the industry
0: i mean and i think
1: i mean even even so i think it's less seen than it is around in every industry um everywhere i've been in in new york and stuff i'm like yeah not everyone is clean right now you
0: know so okay so that's what i I mean, that's what I thought. I figured that that was the scene and
1: just, you know. Again, you, you sign a, a you, you are in close proximity with the owner where you don't, nobody gets a chance to actually get that close to a billionaire. So when you are a, a let's say a glorified cleaner mm-hmm. to start off with in the industry right at the bottom. And you see this kind of stuff, it can be overwhelming to start off with, but your disclosure agreement and stuff, you, you're tied to very, very, you know, strictly. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying generalizing. It, some boats are very clean. Some boats, you know, are not very clean. Um, and that's, it, it comes with the pressure of being on, on board. It comes, that's the crew side. And the billionaire can do whatever he wants. So if you're going to, you're in his home your, or her home, you know, um you have to accept that and you have to literally turn a blind eye, otherwise you're in the wrong industry. And then that's a difference between the real industry and below deck when you're filming oh, yeah. a TV show. Exactly. They all want to do it, they're just not. Or <laughs> uh, right. they do and they they were very clever in not being caught. So <laughs> Right.
0: Is there anything else you wanna discuss? Anything else you wanna I like to give people a chance at the end
1: to bring up anything I might have not I, I could talk for days. So <laughs> I'm, yeah. Basically, my my situation at the moment, uh, at the end of everything, is I I will get my my certificate hopefully before the end of this year. I've literally I've not worked this entire year because when you get engaged, you need a different form of visa to get to the states. So that's, um, it's been eight months now, nine months, in fact, nine months today that we've been waiting for information from the embassy. Um, It's still to come. There's no exact date on that. But um, yeah, I intend on on coming back, obviously being with Michelle and uh, I intend very much on pursuing my career as a captain and hopefully we'll see what happens at the end. Where, where's your fiance? I don't even know. In, in Brooklyn.
0: Oh, I didn't know. So, oh, see, (laughs) now you have, you're just, you know, you really just need to move to New York. That's it. I think that's the plan. eh? And then we
1: don't have to do this over Zoom. We can do it in person.
0: We can do it in person. and Then we could all have drinks
1: afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I haven't, well, I'm not drinking anymore, which is. You're not? Oh,
0: (laughs) maybe I should
1: know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did. uh, I stopped in March. Yeah, March time. Um, wow. I just thought before I turned thirty, I'd stop, and I turned thirty, and I stopped. Uh, I had one blowout of a night, and uh, it was interesting. It wasn't wasn't terrible, but uh, I just feel so much better remembering my nights. To be honest, <laughs> I, I get healthy. it. Yeah, yeah. I've
0: c- drastically, drastically cut down on drinking. Like I've realized. I mean, like you- when I'm
1: home million that did the entire opposite of lockdown situation.
0: <laughs> yes. But you know what? This is what I've realized. I'm just a social person. Like when I'm home alone, I just don't want to have a drink. I'm not criticizing anyone that does. I, I get yeah. it. I get the concept. I just have yeah. no motivation to have a drink at Absolutely. home alone. I
1: think you just rely on the social side and having a drink in your hand far too much. That's the thing. Um, I, now I'll have a, a double espresso. And, and I'll have you know, a few soda waters. I'll get them to put a little bit of lime in there so it looks like a drink and it works perfectly. And then you have some people, I mean, my favorite is waking up in the morning and listening to everyone's stories. I'm like, dude, that's just not what happened. But now I realize when I was getting drunk and I was telling my stories, it was like that. It was like, I, I was absolutely talking hogwash because it wasn't real. At least
0: you remember your stories. I, I really do brown out.
1: Well, it it looks like it's going to pour
0: there. But listen, yeah. you said you could talk for hours. I could talk for hours too, but you, you'll just have to come back on. So either you need to come to New York and we'll do this yeah. in person, but you'll come back on regardless.
1: No worries. I appreciate it.
0: Because we have only...
1: I have so much
0: else I could say, so... Well,
1: that's, uh, yeah, and myself, so that's, yeah. It's, well, it's no, do, to- you
0: know what it is? I've sat in down with a lot of people from below deck that are more yeah. new to the industry that don't really, you know, like I think it's interesting to talk yeah. to you because like you've been a captain and like you have just a lot of real industry experience as opposed to yeah. just the reality <laughs> TV side of it. I'm not knocking anyone that I've had on the yeah. show. I'm just saying oh, you have a lot oh, of experience.
1: This is my chance to ask you who you're speaking of.
0: No, really nobody in particular, but like just people that have less... Because i really loved chat. I mean, I, I had Captain Sandy on, so she's had... Yeah. I've had Malia. So I've had people with a lot of experience, but I, I just
1: I think... I watch this as well, just to see what was we'll said. say there.
0: <laughs> Captain Sandy... You know, listen, like you said, Captain Sandy's pretty straightforward and knows what she's saying and knows what she's not saying. So <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed having her on, but she would never you know, she knows what she's doing. So she would never just, you were very honest.
1: Tell me how you really feel, right? (laughs) Right.
0: So, but granted, there's a lot of people I have on that are, as I say, media trained and just kind of keep it, which is great. Captain Sandy can come back anytime she wants. So, (laughs) but you really will have to come back for real. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than happy to. So where can we find you on social media? Tell everyone
1: uh my social media uh, joel grand franco um my middle name is grant it's easier um yeah so joel grand franco you, you'll find me on on all social media platforms uh, amazing so keep us posted
0: i will i follow you already i will dm you hopefully you'll be in new york soon
1: big big though, hey. if <laughs> let's just see I'll what happens <laughs> yes seriously no,
0: I, I, I will not. I, I do not. I never, I do not understand the concept of I, going I on someone's
1: tell you with it, so just be careful. <laughs> I would never go.
0: I don't understand the concept. I would never go on someone's yeah, page. and exactly. leave. And like, yeah. if I have an issue with you, I'll deal with it directly, but I don't have issues with people. I am like, so easygoing. Like I'm from New York. You can basically tell me to fuck off and I will yeah. like, it'll be like, you're saying good morning. It doesn't bother me.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's what New York is all about, isn't it? You're like, I'm
0: like, oh, I, I just, just say whatever you want. It does criticize me, whatever. <laughs> it's just
1: at the end of the interview. That's that's her end. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it's
0: just when people come on my page and then they're negative. I'm like, but I can block you. Like, that's the power.
1: Yeah, I, will do it. I can block you. What's your point?
0: Yeah. And yeah. like, I don't even care. Like send me a DM and tell me you hate me. Just don't do it. Like, it's, I don't know. I think my page should be like a positive
1: experience for people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I hear you.
0: So, <laughs> all right. Keep in touch for real. This has been amazing. Thank you, so Thank you for sharing everything. Yeah. <laughs> Next time more. <laughs> Next time more. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Shay. Bye. Yes.